Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. She's boiling the kettle. Yeah, she's boiling kettle. How is everybody? Hope you're all right. I mean, I assume you're going to say, yeah, we're great, Michael. Um, I'm just listening. Are you doing What's that? You know, dinner with John. Yeah, yeah. When he goes, how's your, how your day? How's your day Oh, today? good. Really oh. pleased about that. Oh, that's lovely. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming you're all happy and you're all, you're all having a good time. Davina's making a cup of tea. I don't want a cup of tea. I, I, don't, I don't drink tea that much these days. No, I'm I like two or three go, coffees in the morning. Tea. I'm like, what? I think I'm becoming more and more lactose intolerant. Um... I've been eating, eating, drinking protein shakes for the last three days. And I've got, like, raging indigestion <laughs> and heartburn. Um, and I can only assume it's to do with all the kind of milky, lactosey, proteiny stuff. But is it not to do with stress? I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not hugely stressed, I don't think. But you've, you've had a big meeting this morning. I've had a board meeting this morning with um, my lead investor. That's um, stressful, isn't it? It's quite stressful, yeah. Like, and you're the kind of person, sorry if you can't hear me, but you're the kind of person who would be stressed but not show it. Yes, I think so. I probably bottle a lot yeah. of the stress and anxiety. Your body? Or, your body? Yeah. Your bottom? No, put it in the your body. body yeah. will be feeling it, mm. but you won't realise it. I had a kind of long-term headache for a while, and I went to see a neurologist and got a brain scan and all that. And he said, yeah, so you're suffering with a stress headache. And he said, I'm going to give you antidepressants. And he said, it's not that you're depressed. Um, I'm not treating depression. I'm, I'm treating the pain. But the pain is a result of, your, of you harboring stress. You just don't realize it. And he said, what it will do is release you from that stress and the headache will go. But sadly, it... I'm still here. <laughs> anyway, it worked. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It did. It really snapped me out of it. I only did it for a week because I couldn't cope with these pills. They absolutely just sent me to oblivion. Yeah, it zonked you out, didn't it? But he said, well, it might have just been enough to snap your brain out yeah. from, from, from containing all the stress and putting it in your, the back of your neck. I'm in the room. Uh, so um, I think I do, uh, like, hold the stress inside. But yeah. I like the Alan Partridge, uh, you know, uh, stress technique, which is to bottle it up. Mm. Um, keep it all inside. Yeah, it's, it's a really good strategy, that. And then once a month you go to a forest or something and let it all out in one mm. big scream. Mm. You know? mm. um, I wonder where you go. wonder where I go. I, I yeah, wonder yeah. where you, you know. I pop down the forest around the back Tumble of our yeah. and have a good old scream, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're all all right. She's back in I'm the, back in the room. In the hot seat, yeah. I'm going to talk first. What, what tea have you made yourself there? Just um, Yorkshire. She loves Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea, really strong and milky. And interestingly, people, I do drink a low cholesterol milk. There are several on the market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they work, mm. but... You drink it anyway. I drink it anyway. Yeah, good. It's a bit offensive, considering I'm from Lancashire, that she insists on drinking this Yorkshire tea stuff. But um, there isn't a Lancashire alternative. No. On this occasion, I'll let her off. Imagine if they came out with Lancashire tea. Mm. That would just really set the war off. That could be great. All over it? again. I might do I it. I mean, all over again. It's never mm. stopped, has mm. it? Um, so, yes, I was a bit stressed this morning. I have had a board meeting. It went really well. Everything's cushy. Everything's okay. And we're still in business. Okay, few. Yeah, yeah, it's few, isn't Because it? I've seen something that's coming next year. You sent me a picture of it. Oh, with one of my new devices. I am so... That, yeah. th- I think potentially this device coming out next year is the one that I am most excited about. Yes, I think I Are you allowed so. to say? Uh, no, I don't think so. We'll no. keep okay. it secret, but there's the three of them there. <gasps> mm, nice, I they? want one in every colour. Yeah. <gasps> 
Oh my yeah, God, good, the colours. Why has nobody done? I love your colours. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't oh it? Oh my look God, that. they look so good. Uh, you'll have to wait, folks, but they'll be out in January, February. Oh next year. my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, everything all right with you? You've been for meetings um, as well today? Amazing meetings. Had a fantastic meeting with my agent. It was good, was it? So good. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm really glad. Yeah. And uh, well done to anyone else who's had a good meeting in the last few days, <laughs> like us. Um, I hope everything's cushy on that front. So I'm starting off with a brand that gave me something. Mm. And interestingly, they gave me a pair of loafers. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I love loafers. God, like I'm obsessed. Okay. You just triggered a memory that I'm going to talk about shoes as well. Go. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know what I'm like about loafers. I've yeah. got an unhealthy number of loafers. I think it harps back to when I was young. My mum always wore loafers, Mm -hmm. loafers and flares. And there's something really reassuring for me about loafers. I like loafers and socks. I like loafers and tights. I like loafers and little white ankle socks Mm -hmm. with a dress. Really, they are very versatile shoes, but I particularly like... Not a huge keen of flat... A huge fan of flat shoes. I love Mm -hmm. loafers with a heel. Anyway... Yes, those Healy loafers, yes. So Soul Bliss Mm -hmm. gave me a pair of these loafers. They are black. They've got a chain kind of bit at the front. I'll send you a photograph of them on the the, um, Instas. But I just thought they were a brand Mm -hmm. called Soul Bliss, and that was just their name. But there is a lot more to them. So they are basically, they are like therapy shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. They are for people, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Michael, but I have got quite wide feet. Uh, yes, you have got quite wide feet, and haven't you? Yeah. pointy shoes are quite There's difficult. A, a very interesting piece of evolutionary biology around you, where you've come straight out of the sea. You know, you were once swimming and then poosh. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> you were straight out there, yeah. Um, so they have technology in their shoes that... They've got the deep and wide toe box. Uh-huh. They've got three layers of memory foam oh. in the shoe. They have the bunion bed stretch panel for those Ooh, like yeah, painful yeah, yeah. bunion-y bits. Mm-hmm. And they've got superior arch support. Now, listen, normally when we're talking about all mm, these things... I love arch support. Yeah, but normally when you're talking about all of these things for a woman, yeah. you get absolutely rubbish shoes. Mm-hmm. They they just look orthopedic, you know. Mm-hmm. And these are trainers. They've got trainers. They've got, like, platform shoes. Yeah. They've oh, got wow, kind of yeah. velvet. They've got boots. They've got little Mary Janes. They've got... Small I mean, boots. there's really kind of fun shoes mm-hmm. and cool shoes and little loafers and ballerinas. Shoes that maybe, if you've got any of these kind of issues, you might think, oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't wear shoes like mm-hmm. that. You can from Soul Bliss. Now, look, the prices are ranging sort of between 120 to 199 so mm-hmm. quite expensive mm-hmm. but a game changer if you have wide feet any kind of bunion any kind of like aches and pains around your feet mm-hmm. get a pair of these they are epic um and i've just got to remind you that they did give me a pair of shoes but yeah, yeah. i'm not people gift us stuff all the time but yeah we'd only talk we, about stuff we like i really believe in these yeah, shoes yeah, yeah. they are unbelievably comfortable mm. i've worn them all day I've just walked all over the place. Although yesterday I did wear them without socks and I got a little blister on the back of my head. But yeah, that's but only because I was walking for miles and I had no sweaty socks. feet. Yeah. Um, Should have put that in my reel. Um, yeah, there she no. is hobbling down hobbling the street. Hobbling down yeah. the street. The minute I put socks on, amazing. Yeah. So, 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 so comfy. So they are Soul Bliss. S-O-L-E Bliss. Dot com. Can I say what a great name that is? Yeah. As well. Because it does exactly what yes. it says. Um, I love... I'm not sure what the right word is for it, but when the word means yes. two different things, soul and soul, mm. it's spelled different. But there's, a mm. na- there's a name for that, isn't there? Mm. A th- hononym? Um, yes. Hononym? It, it, no. Um, no? It's a, it begins with an H, but is it's it? not a... Homonym. Homonym? Homonym. If anyone uh, teaches English Homily? out there... Homily? Yeah. So like... There's read and red, isn't there? Which is both spelled the same. Is that a homonym? Well, she's looking up this. So you can see neither of us went to university. Not even sure we got an all-level oh, between uh, us. A homily is a short sermon. Oh, okay, it's not that. <laughs> while you're looking that up, um, I was also gifted a pair of shoes quite a while ago, and I've been meaning to talk about them for ages, but we had the summer holidays and all the rest of it. 
But we talked, I talked specifically about Mod Shoes, uh, yes. which is this brilliant website uh, for largely shoes, but you also do shirts and T-shirts and stuff like that. If you're interested or part of that kind of whole mod culture thing, I've been a mod my whole adult life, really, I think, in one way, shape or form. And you might go, well, what's a mod? So you can go and Google that. But it was a, a kind of cultural movement that took place in the 60s. Um, and then there was a second wave of kind of mod culture that took uh, part in the kind of late 70s. It was largely driven by Paul Weller and the Jam. Um, and then Oasis kind of resurrected it again in the 90s. So it's something that's kind of lingered around. But you had very kind of specific haircuts, uh, clothes, shoes, shirts, and things like that. And there were some kind of rules around being in part of mod culture. You know, it was always single-breasted, um, three-button uh, yes, tonic normally. So they had a little kind of sparkle to these suits. Gucci loafers and stuff like that, penny loafers were a big part of it. Stay-pressed trousers. But things tailored really neatly and sharply. And there was a kind of code. I mean, I could spot a mod a mile away. They don't have to have a haircut or anything, but I absolutely know what one is um so it's quite it can be quite subtle but anyway mod shoes uh, which is modshoes.co.uk have a whole website really dedicated to the types of clothes that um people who, who love that whole mod scene is in anyway they uh, rang us up and said we'd love to give you a pair of shoes so i had a quick look through and they have these um what they call shelby uh version two cognac brogue boots oh they're uh, great they're those so boots. nice weren't they so yes good, it yeah. does say here they're peaky peaky blinders inspired so it's got a real sense of uh, of that whole peaky blinders um is it selby attitude is it the selby not shelby is that sh no it says shelby shelby yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, i was right yeah. um anyway they've got these in all different colors that they who I'm generally right. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Anyway, they've got them in lovely colours. I love these um, kind of yellowy colours. Yeah, they're ones very here. nice. These are super nice. V2 tan. They've got them in oxblood, uh, cognac, and black. But they've got loads of stuff on here. Loads of penny loafers, monkey boots, monkey shoes. Monkey boots. Uh, wow. They've got the old um, Clarks. Um, called the Ashcroft because Richard Ashcroft used to wear them from the Verve Um, anyway there's loads of good stuff in there I just want to say a massive thank you to Mod Shoes for sending me those boots and I'll stick a picture on on the Instagrams this week so people can see them but it's modshoes.co.uk if you're at all interested in that whole scene or that whole vibe they've got so many really nice bits of clobber on there t-shirts and shirts all inspired by the Beatles and the Who and the Jam and stuff like that anyway Fill your boots. I've got three books I want to talk about uh-huh. um, tonight. So the first one I'm going to tell you about, I'll, I'll do quite quickly. Yep. You remember Samantha Evans who came round to the house and she did a talk with me about sex after being plunged into... Sam Talk Sex? Yes. Of course. Um, we follow each other on Instagram. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her daughter, Millie mm. Evans, um, spelt M-I-L-L-Y, mm. Millie Evans... Um, she has written a book, obviously with her parents mm-hmm. being who they are, um, which is called Honest. Everything they don't tell you about sex, relationships and bodies. And it is Great. a book for teenagers because mm-hmm. being a teen is tough enough, right? Without having to kind of get through yeah. uh, the minefield yeah. of yeah, yeah, it is. puberty and uh-huh. like everything. And it is sometimes a very complicated conversation mm. either to have with your children or to have with your parents. Mm. Or it might be something where you might want to get your kids a book which might kickstart a conversation in the car. You know, those are the kind of conversations where you're not looking at each other. I know you've spoken about this before. Yeah. It's much easier when you're not face-to-face and looking straight in their face to have, like, a weird, difficult conversation about something. Well, even if there's a book, like, my dad was a member of the Reader's Digest when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, I'd go to his house at the weekends, but he, he had this book on the shelf that was like the Reader's Digest book of the human anatomy or something mm. like that. And uh, I got that down. There was all these pictures of penises in it and then mm. drawings of penises and all the different mm. types of penis things that you can get, mm. but also how to look after it and clean it mm. and stuff mm. like that. And that is where I learned how to look after my cock, basically, mm. is in this book. If that book hadn't existed, I'm not entirely sure... What you'd have done. How I would have learned. How would you know how to clean it? You know what I mean? Yes, there was all sorts of kind of yeah, it's, uh, issues it's, around... Uh, the, and this is this is stuff we assume our kids know, but know. why do we assume that? Nobody talked to me about no. it. And I live with my mum most of the time, mm. so she didn't talk to me about it. 
but the fact that there is information out there, I mean, the internet's been a wonderful thing, I guess, regards to that. Mm. But also, you know, sword. let's think about that. You know, mm. the internet is also a very dangerous place for young kids. If they oh. type in, how do I clean my cock, into Google, you know, <laughs> like it's going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Yes, it's like I'm it's, serious. It's, you don't want kids to be trying to look this stuff yeah. on the internet. You Like a book is really helpful. There's great drawings in there. Yeah, good. Millie's just got this amazing approach to... Mm-hmm. Um, talking about sex which is a very kind of big sister pragmatic kind of um you know just a a, a brilliant mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of more than you would get at school it talks about orgasms to anatomy gender identity masturbation positive relationships to first times it's all here candid detail um there's an audio book there's a paperback i would absolutely recommend that you get the book of it mm-hmm. Um, because you want to see, yeah, yeah, because you, you want to see, see the, the pictures, drawings. Yeah. You want to, and you want to <clears> be able to. It's a reference book. <clears> you want to be able to pick it up and put it down. So it's available on Amazon. The paperback is seven pounds thirty-five pence. <clears> it will be the best seven pounds thirty-five pence you'll spend um, for your teenager or any. Like if you've got a godchild, I would say even sort of twelve years old before teenager <clears> before. By 12, most girls and boys are beginning to hit puberty and everything is changing. They're already in secondary school. It's a big, you know, you Mm -hmm. are growing up at a massively accelerated pace. And I just think it's a really, really good book to have in every kid's bedroom that, you know, you don't read with them. You let them read on their own. It does feel like um, kids are being fired out of a cannon, basically, don't they? Around about the age of 11 or 12. Oh, my God. Bye. As soon as they've got access to a smartphone, <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's like being yeah. sent into the centre of the and universe. And that's what happens. They get access to a smartphone and off and then, they go. God. All the information in the world comes through it. Um, so that's Sam, Sam Evans' daughter. It's Millie Evans. And on right. Instagram, I wanted to quickly say, on Instagram, she's called It's Millie Evans. So if you want to suggest that your teen, your teen follows It's Millie Evans, she is absolutely brilliant. And she go and have a look at her page and see what you think. But okay. She's, she's, oh, my God, and I forgot to tell you. So she grew up watching Sex Education okay. on telly. Yeah, tell thought you, yeah. it was absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They featured her book on, on this oh, last wow, did they? series <laughs> in, um, in episode seven. Oh, fantastic. Um, so she was so made yeah. up. She said, I can't believe it. My mum and dad mm. are sex educators. I loved sex education. And mm. now here I am. I'm a sex educator. And my book is on sex education. Oh, how great. That's fucking, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. I just said fucking great. Sorry. Well, this week, Andy recommended that I listen to a Desert Island Discs um, of Aid Edmondson. Uh, now, I've been kind That's of, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of, um, of kind of Aid Edmondson, Rick Mail, and all that stuff throughout my life, really, from probably the young ones, and before that, there were the Dangerous Brothers, uh, and then they went on to do Filthy Rich and Cat Flap. Um, <laughs> I know, which I loved Filthy Rich and Cat Flap. And I, was, I know it was all kind of a bit puerile and a bit childish, and I did kind of eventually grow out of it, I suppose. But I always had this very warm spot, I guess, for uh, Rick uh, and Aid yes. and the way that they worked together and the friendship that they had and all that yes. kind of stuff. Anyway, Andy said, oh, he did his desert. And Andy said, anyway, I cannot find it anywhere. Um, so I'm going to go back and look at that, and maybe I'll recommend that once I've had a listen to it. But he did say there was a very touching moment where he talks you know, about Rick and then the ending of their kind of professional life together, really. Um, And I thought, I really want to listen to that because, you know, they were glued together, those boys, a bit like French and Saunders. Imagine if you lost Andy. Like, it's not even Mm, worth thinking about. But if I lost Soz, like, I just... But before Rick died, there was a separating of them professionally uh, that I think Rick wanted, and I'm not sure Aid did. But um, they decided they wanted to, mm. I guess, do their own thing and how painful that was considering now what ended up happening to Rick, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'd love to listen to wow. that. Uh, so um, if anyone can find it for me, then let me know. Um, maybe it wasn't a Desert Island Discs, you know, and he goes, mm. it was this, but I've looked through them all. Mm. Anyway, subsequently while looking through them all, because I was going to the gym, I stumbled across Simon Pegg's Desert Island Discs and I thought, well, I love Simon Pegg. I I'll have a listen to that. I love him. The thing about Simon Pegg, he's, he, he is... He feels like he's just like me. Us, you know? yes. Yeah. He is. Like, he's a regular guy who went That's to a regular exactly school, had a regular like. upbringing, yeah. yet he's ended up being in the Mission Impossible films. Yeah, but and he still... even feels like that in the Mission Impossible films. Yes, His like character a... is like, <laughs> yeah. how did I end up here? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Um, anyway, I had to listen to his Desert Island Discs, and I'd highly, I'd like to highly recommend it to anybody who's, you know, kind of um, got half an hour free, or you know, doing a bit of pottering about, or wandering around, or anything like that. I really, really enjoyed it. Lauren Laverne did a great job uh, of interviewing him, but um, he's such an open, mm. lovely human being. I got the feeling we met him and his wife once at a party, Absolutely and it was brilliant. just so nice. I actually said to him. Because he was dressed, we went to a fancy dress party and he was dressed as Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And I said to him, oh, have you ever seen Ready Player One? Because they recreate some of The Shining in Ready Player One. And he went, yeah, I'm in it. And I was like, oh yeah, so you are. (laughs) Fuck. I felt like such a dick. Anyway, I pulled it back by saying, oh, you were so good in it, I didn't even know it was you. Um, He kind of smiled at that, but I'm not sure I won him over. Um, Anyway, he uh, told some... That reminds me of the time you tried to tell Kevin... Calvin Harris. Yeah, that he needs to, to re- remix a track. Yeah. yeah, you know what you want to do, Calvin Harris. You want to take this song and make it better. He's like, oh, do do it. I was like, <laughs> slightly overstep the mark there. He was actually really sweet he about was very it, sweet wasn't he? About he was it. so oh, yeah, yeah. nice. Not yeah, a, great not idea. A bad yeah, idea yeah. That. yeah. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Um, so it was. He just had some such great stories about him. But there's this wonderful story where, that um, he talks about his uh, his mum and dad uh, in a very fond way. But they split up when he was quite young, uh, and then he got a stepdad that he was kind of close with. But he, he gives the impression that it was quite a tricky time. You know, one trying to learn how to be a stepson, and two how this guy, you know, was very young and had to look after a, a, a young boy for the first time in his life mm. as well. But there's this great moment where Simon Pegg says. You know, my stepdad worked in Debenhams and the fair was in town and we had enough money to either go to the fair or go and see Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he said, I knew my stepdad really wanted to see Raiders of the Lost Ark, so that's what I suggested we do as a kind But even of, though he wanted he to, wants go to, to go to the, to the fair. fair. really, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was the point he's making. But he said, you know, it changed his life that day, going sitting in the cinema and realised that that's what he wanted to be. An action. Uh, and then years later, Steven Spielberg, who directed Raiders of the Lost Ark, obviously booked um, Simon Pegg to be in Tintin. Uh, and he had to go onto the set of, I think, Raiders of the Lost Ark 4 uh, to meet Steven Spielberg. So you know? mad. I and mean, what a... Wow. He, and he rang his stepdad, um, who was no longer even married to his mum. They split yeah. up when he was 14. So you yeah. can see how, just how much time has passed, but he'd stayed in touch with him and all the rest of it. And he'd, uh, he rang him and said, hey, you know, you never guess what. <laughs> but I guess it's this idea that uh, the reason... We went to Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark that day, and then here I am, you know, years, years later. Yeah. You know, it's the butterfly effect, really, isn't it? Which goes poof. And um, I just, I just was beaming, trying to lift weights in the gym, you know, Aww. just hearing him talk about this period in his life. But some great stories about him and Tom Cruise, um, and then just the kind of, I guess, life he's had. Yeah. Um, but also uh, a kind of um, struggle with depression uh, that he talks about a bit, and mm. how he used alcohol to kind of manage that. Mm. Um, so if anybody's, I guess, going through um, a difficult time, I just thought there was a very nice bit in it about mm. how he kind of slightly fell by the wayside there and then managed to piece himself back together. But um, it was one of my favourites that I've listened to um, in a long time. So Desert Island Discs, only about three or four weeks old, I think. Mm. So it's in the latest series. You can go to Apple Podcasts and all the rest of it and find it. Um, but it's the Simon Pegg episode. And uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. He is so nice, mm. isn't he? Step parenting is is like so complicated. But mm. I've just, as you know, reconnected with um, mm. my stepdad. Yeah. And it's been so nice. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm having such a nice time. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, I want to talk about Donna Ashworth. We've talked about her before. Yes. Donna Ashworth has done these lovely books of words, and she did books called Lost Love Life. Mm-hmm. Um, books on loss, like things, what maybe you, sort of things that you might want to speak um, of at a funeral or something like that, or words yeah. of love or mm-hmm. words of affirmation. She's just got a wonderful way to her, but I, I put a piece of paper in there because yeah. I thought you might like to read this one. It's not, I don't think it's going to make you cry, but I just really liked it. And she's written um, a new book, and it's called, I love it, I love the title, it's called Wild Hope. Am I reading this or this? No, 
you're reading this. This from the book. So. Um, it's called Wild Hope, Healing Words to Find Light on Dark Days. I'm just going to get some glasses. Oh, yeah, put those on. I'm getting worse by the second. Can you get laser surgery for reading Yes, you can. For reading you, you would be able to. I, I can't because I've got a stigmatism. You've got a wonky eye. Yeah, I've got a wonky yeah, eye. Yeah. Um, it's called Heart Outside. Be- Jesus Christ, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> Being a parent is like wearing your heart outside of your body. Then after years spent nurturing, growing, protecting, keeping alive, letting that heart wander off on its own into the world. We know can do uh, sorry. We know can do such harm to it, and all we can hope for is that our heart calls home, updates us sometimes with their stories, their safety, their happiness, their troubles. We can only wish that we will be able to help mend the heart when needed a job we have long trained in being a parent is like wearing your heart outside of your body and knowing that's exactly where it's supposed to be yeah i love that mm. yeah it's good it's such a truism isn't it yeah mm. like letting that heart wander off on its own into a world we know mm. can do it such harm mm. like letting them go oh knowing the risks knowing the risks yeah. But you still have to let them go. Yeah, yeah. Hoping that they'll get in touch. Yeah. She's, I mean, this is a really good one. It's called How to Help. When bad things are happening, it's common to feel helpless. There's so much wrong and so little to be done. But remember, everything exists in energy. Your intentions matter. Set kindness as your focus in your little corner of the world it makes ripples, you see. Ripples are contagious. They form into waves, and consistent, determined little waves can move mountains given time. Your kindness, your care, your hope has weight. Send it out. Send it out. Each time you wish a stranger safe, I believe the universe hears. I love the way she mm, talks. Yeah. I love everything about this woman. She's got lovely, so inspiring, so heartfelt. The way Donna writes is beyond beautiful from Lisa Snowden on the back. I ab- absolutely, I've given her a little um, yeah. thing for the front because I, I, Donna Ashworth is a force for good. <laughs> um, an amazing gift yeah. for Christmas, maybe. Mm. Um, maybe something for a stocking. It's a very, very beautiful, positive book. But I think we all have dark days. Oh, and sometimes yeah. you just need to, to read something that might help yeah. lift you out. So thank you, Donna. You can't have uh, bright days without dark days. No, you know? exactly. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, it's always worth remembering that. Yeah. There's two or three things that reminded me of. First of all, is that Rumi poem uh, about... Um, oh, yes. This life is a guest house. Yes. Uh, and every Didn't day a new arrival. Someone? No, I think I just... I mentioned Maybe. it, I think, yeah. this week. Because uh, yes. it, it really... I can't remember, we were having to talk about feelings and stuff like that and how, mm. you know, we want happiness, but often it's something else that arrives. Mm. But it's this idea that all these things have been sent as a guide, you know, and if you mm. remove anxiety from your life and if you move hardship from your life, you're not being guided properly, you know. So when it comes, it's a good idea to try and kind of let it in, really. Um, but the other thing, that, that poem has just spurred a, a song. There's a Paul Weller song called Where, Where Do You Go? And... Um, when I listened to this, it reminded me a lot of my brother Jack because I think when this song came out, he went to Australia and he went travelling around the world and stuff like that. And the opening line is, um, and where you go uh, that we'll ever know, but as long as you come back, it's all that really matters. I know. And um, <laughs> and then I've often thought about it as my own kids, you know, it's like you send them out there and you think just come back every so often you know just let me know but there's a couple of great lines in it um that says um uh, hang on a sec so where you go uh then come ye back and each time you do bring with you such stories that we lose our sadness because our echoes are forgotten and you never forget um you just lose track of time but that's all right it's really all right but we couldn't bear to be without you and it's just and I, like, I think you're like you're thinking about that in terms of your kids, but it's also worth thinking about our parents. Yeah, well, I read a little summary about this song because there's websites you can go on that explain what the lyrics is, and apparently it's a song about himself. Is that he often goes, 
and his family often go like, where have you gone? Yes. You know? And he's essentially exactly saying, what, yeah. I will come back, but yes. I just got to get my shit together, yes. you know. And I don't know if that's true or not, you yeah. know, but um, it was apparently a, a, wow. a song that he wrote about himself that, you know, he kind of immerses himself in the studio for however long and then come, comes back with, I guess, stories and words and songs yeah. and stuff like that. But I just love that idea that you've got to let them go to get them back anyway, yeah. even yourself. Anyway, phew, that was uh, great, that Donna Ashworth thing. Yeah, it's it really, nice, like, isn't spurred it? a lot of uh, thoughts and feelings, yeah. Anyway, the Paul Weller song's on 22 Dreams and it's called Where Ye Go. Um... I want to talk about Nigat Arif, who mm-hmm. I love. You know how much I love her. Mm. I mean, I bang on about her a lot. Dr. Nigat, is a, she's an expert on This Morning. She does lots of the kind of general GP stuff. She's a GP, but she's also an expert in women's health. She's one of my fellow ambassadors at the Wellbeing of Women. Well worth a mm-hmm. follow everywhere. Menopause Mandate. We absolutely love her. She, she never minds me talking about this, but she's dyslexic. Mm-hmm. And this is a superpower, everybody. Yeah. I know it doesn't feel like it when you're a teenager, but as an adult, I'm sure if you're dyslexic, you do understand that it is a superpower because you view the world differently. She's dyslexic. I hope that also inspires any dyslexics to know that they can go on and do whatever they want because she's absolutely smashing it yeah. at life. But this book, The Knowledge, it's your guide to female health from menstruation to the menopause. Mm-hmm. So it's like from first bleed right all the way through to menopause. But... She's got really brilliant, it's incredibly inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, even I just passed a, a sort of a page of um, illustrations. It's, it's everybody. Everybody is included. People with disabilities, people of every colour, people... She just takes into account everybody, what you might go through. She talks about contraceptives. And you know how, like, our, our book, um, mm-hmm. Menopausing, was kind of colour-coded? So... She's done various things, um, like it's very easy to pick up and put down. It's quite similar to that in a way. Uh, It's like got lots of kind of colour coding Mm -hmm. and it's got things about period pants. It's got things about free bleeding when you just let yourself bleed. It's got period cups. It's got things about tampons. It's got the changes to your flow, tracking your period. Uh, We often think as women that our periods aren't normal because there is no such thing as a normal period. (laughs) But she's, this is just a brilliant, brilliant book because it's, it just covers it covers all of it with very easy to look at mm-hmm. um, diagrams and everything, and basically made by a woman who is a brilliant communicator. Mm. So, if you want something that's easy to digest, follow Dr. Nagat on um, just follow her as Dr. Nagat Arif on Twitter, um, Dr. Nagat Arif on Instagram, and the knowledge is her book, and it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've been listening to a lot more um, Richard Dawkins things uh, recently. God, it's just been bending my mind. mind. So we, blowing. I think I recommended the poetry of reality recently, so I hope people are, are enjoying that. But I stumbled across um, a... Uh, we were on a flight yesterday, so... Um, I start- oh, yes, you were looking at that interview. Yes. And you uh, kept laughing. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Um, let me just uh, find the interview. Here it is. Um, it's on a, a page called Andrew Gold. I don't know who Andrew Gold is. But he, is he good? He was, he, he he was, was very he, good. You he were quite impressed with him, weren't yes, you? Yes. And I think as an interviewer, it's quite hard to be impressive with Richard Dawking. Yes, he's terrifying, really. Yeah. You know, it says um, Andrew Gold's page has it's got a quarter of a million subscribers, which is wow. pretty good. 900 videos on there. And it says, for your fix of cults, extreme religions, royals, uh, and pop culture. So it's a real mixture of things. Um, he was a very kind of interesting interview, a bit awkward, uh, I thought, but in a kind of a good way. So he wasn't, wasn't trying to be entertaining or anything. And he wasn't I, trying to impress anybody with his interviewing technique. He was so. just trying to get the best out of Richard Dawkins, yeah, yeah, so which he got, close. it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, it was hugely entertaining. But um, So it's Andrew Gold, uh, and it says, Richard Dawkins, I mean, he's done, he's done this thing where it says, Richard Dawkins exposes Piers Morgan and defends J.K. Rowling. It's not, it's not Ignore really all about that stuff, that. it's absolutely rubbish. Um, I mean, he does say that he thinks Piers Morgan is a fool, uh, which I thought was very funny. Um, but there's just a brilliant bit in it where he goes on to kind of just dive into the idea that we were all, all our genes and all our genetics were once everything else, really. So, you know, we actually descend from a worm or a, and a snail and a shrew and a little kind of mouse thing. And then, you know, obviously it goes up to monkeys and apes and all the rest of it. And at some point there was an ape that had two children 
and one of them was the original that went on to be the original human and the other went went on to be you know a, a black african ape or whatever it was you know but there was clearly a, 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 an animal that had two things and one of them became one thing and one of them eventually became another thing mm. and it's really hard to get your head around because you think oh so what, she gave birth to a human and, a, and an ape and it's like the differences are so minuscule but they're part of an evolutionary thing that then over another I don't know thousands and thousands and thousands Mm. of years that then start to evolve into all sorts of different things but I'm always amazed when you look at the complexities of let's say women's bits and pieces periods and ovaries and eggs and all that kind of stuff just where that's all evolved out of but and where is it all female into? animals have the same God, yeah, kind just, of anatomy yeah. lots of them give birth the mammals mm. give birth vaginally lots of them you know yeah. it's, it's all kind of quite similar but what i think is so fascinating is that up until very recently they viewed um, men's and women's bodies exactly the same that yes. we were just little men mm. Well, I always assumed be more different. That, that the the word woman is born out of men, you know. Yeah, yeah. The word men is in it. There was a mm. comedian the other day talking about this and said, even in lady, there's the word lad. <laughs> it's quite good, isn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, it really just uh, melts really my mind, funny. the idea yeah. that we all started off as a tiny little mm. mollusky sea thing. And then at some point we ventured out of the sea and then became all mm. these different things. And who knows whether we're still on that evolutionary journey. We'll never know. But one thing he does say, you know, is it, wouldn't it be great to be around in a thousand years' time? You yes. Know, just to oh see my God, wouldn't what it? the hell is going on, you know? Uh, you don't spend enough time thinking about that because it's probably too complex. But it's a very enjoyable exploration of your mind to, to try to imagine what things might look like in 500 years' time, what we might be like. But one of the things you, they do talk about is AI and say essentially AI is still kind of Darwinistic in its evolution yeah. because it is evolved out of our evolution, mm. then it'll evolve into AI, and then it'll evolve into something else and something else. And I like what he said about aliens. Oh, yeah, yes. I mean, I, I mean, he said quite a few things about aliens because every, everyone says, is there life on other planets? And he says he absolutely thinks there has to be life on other planets and it would be Darwin-like life, evolutionary life. and it'll It's be evolving. Very, yeah, yeah. You can't think of any other at way around it. It might be at different phases to us or but, wherever. But one of the interesting things is, do, do we, you know, is there life here? Have aliens visited us? Will they visit us? You know, and he thinks it's pretty ludicrous, the idea that you, there is more planets out there than there are grains of sand on Earth. And the idea that... that they would find us in that in that enormous amount of it's planets. It's like Courtney, here's a who. Yeah, so it's just, he it, it said it's just ludicrous, the fact that they could, nobody could find us, and the idea that they could find us would just be And also, be how long it takes to travel to find us. It would be impossible for any biological impossible. material to travel to us mm. from anywhere mm. else. Um, but the, And he said if we were to be contacted by aliens, it would happen by radio wave, you know, because mm. they can travel at the speed of light in all directions. So we've pumped radio waves out there into the universe. And it may well be that they've been received somewhere, but yes. it's going to take another 50 years for us to get a response or a reply. But mm. anyway, I just really love kind of exiting my own life for a while and then going into this kind of amazing world of science and physics mm. and biology and trying to get a handle on it. And he, he's such a brilliant mind, this guy. So uh, Richard Dawkins exposes Piers Morgan is the title, but it's on the Andrew Gold page on YouTube. Uh, and if you missed our previous episode, it's called The Poetry of Reality, and it's a podcast with Richard Dawkins, which I'm really enjoying as well. Um, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got sent something mm-hmm. by um, Hugo from Maiden Chelsea, who I love. Hugo Millie, yeah, yeah. I'm married. Um, and he sent me a laser called the Lima Laser. Um, it's a brand called Lima, L-Y-M-A, and... It's basically to get rid of kind of blemishes, you know, um, age spots, a sort of knee sagging skin. Oh, so it's a laser that you put on your skin? Yes. So no downtime. Okay. Pain-free, non-abrasive, safe around eyes, two-hour battery with a single charge. It's very simple. Look how nice it is. You just hold it. You put the laser on your skin. It's very easy to use, suitable for all skin tones and colours. What does it do? Look, before and after scarring. Jesus. Um, it just 
basically, you know when you go to the dermatologist and they do laser treatments on your... I don't know your, what it's like to well, go to a dermatologist. No, but you get, would go to a dermatologist yeah. to sort okay. out blemishes, okay. scars, mm-hmm. acne scars, things like that. Um, this seems like... I mean, I've looked at their website and they have a lot of very good science mm-hmm. behind the product. It's the world's first. It's clinic-grade, FDA-cleared laser device for at-home <clears> use. Only device available to reach base layers of your skin. It's a hundred times more powerful than LED devices, which is kind of what most people use. I have to say, it is expensive. So, in order to buy the actual laser, it's £1,999. So, basically, what you might want to do is wait a little bit longer, mm-hmm. find out if the price can go down at all, but also find out if you need more reviews, right? Yes. So I'm going to start using it and see if it see if it works. Are you getting and, one? And, yeah. I'll I've got, borrow it. I've, no, I've got one. Have you? Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Because I've got these, this wrinkle on my face that's appeared since I had COVID. Well, we should try and get rid of that. In here, I hate it. Yeah. Can I tell you, I love it. Oh, I, I do love your not face. Like it. Yeah, but I love all your wrinkles. It's a definite and all aging your thing. Yeah. Um, but you could get it. They do do monthly payments. Okay. Um, but even that, it's a hundred pounds a month. So I, I'm, I'm talking about it, knowing that it's going to be out expensive. of yeah. most of our listeners' price range. It'd be nice to know if it works, though. I think that's. The, um, the but I feel like this more of this technology is coming. They mm. do, they do supplements, also expensive. Yeah. But there's so much science coming in terms of anti-aging supplements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things jolt, um, which we've talked biohacking. We've never talked about jolt. We haven't talked about jolt. I feel bad because we haven't tried it. We haven't tried it yet. But what's interesting about jolt is that Russell Kane and his wife Lindsay have started this business Mm -hmm. biohacking, um, and basically Russell has researched this for for ten years or so, like a decade, where he biohacks. He's biohacked and taken a thousand different. Mm. um, What do they call them? Yeah, I'm not it's not could, vitamins. It's not supplements as such. It's but they're sort all... of like a supplement. Yeah. So he then said, why don't we make one that's kind of not, instead of taking 30 pills, let's yeah, take one big one, one. Big yeah. one a day. Yeah. And um, if you go and look up on Jolt on Instagram. Yeah, there's lots of information. Um, He's done lots, lots of lives Lots with of information on like there. That. Yeah. Um, but he has done so much research into it himself, but you wouldn't believe... How old he is. I think he's 48 or 49. He's 48 years old. He looks so young. His skin, his hair, everything. Like, he is the best walking advert for his product ever. Um, Anyway, that's also worth looking into. But it's a new dawn, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Biohacking is a new thing. So I'm going to try this Lima laser and I shall report back. Okay. Uh, last one for me is that... And last uh, one for us, and then I think we should go on to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout-outs. Our shout-outs. Yeah. Um, I went to the cinema this week. Uh, yes. I was free on my own, and I had a quick look at what was on the cinema near me. And they had on um, Stop Making Sense, which is this Talking Heads concert movie. Uh, now, I'd heard about this in the past, and uh, we've a good friend called Renshaw, who's obsessed with this live album, and every time I go around to his house, he's always playing it. And I always think, you don't feel like a Talking Heads kind of fan you know Renshaw doesn't but he no. loves them and then so I had to listen to the live album and I was like bloody hell this is good anyway my son told me that it's also a concert a lot of people claim it's the greatest concert movie ever filmed uh, it came out in 1984 uh, when they were 84. yeah 1984 when they were pretty bloody much hell. at their peak uh, it says here, considered by critics as the greatest critic, sorry, as the greatest concert film of all time. The live performance was shot over the course of three nights at the Hollywood uh, Theatre in December of 1983 and features Talking Heads' most memorable songs. So it opens with Psycho Killer, uh, just on him on the acoustic guitar. Now, I, I'm not a massive he fan is of Talking a Renegade. Heads. Oh, he was fucking brilliant. Totally this original. Film absolutely not Absolute. I loved every minute. The French absolutely adopted. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, talking heads. I mean, like, in a he's massive Canadian, way. Now, I think, but he has yeah. a, he has a very European mm. sensibility about him. I think, mm. especially that voice he's, uh, he's got feels foreign. I guess mm. in a way, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, I thought my son had said, "Oh, yeah, it's meant to be brilliant." He wanted to go and see it, and I wanted to go and see it with him, but we couldn't. But I thought, well, I'll just go on my own. Um, so it's I eight, wasn't around by the way. Just, yeah, just yeah. to say, mm. he doesn't just go off and you know. Yeah. 
I'll obviously be with him if I was around. Um, anyway, mm. if you love music, which mm. I know lots of people mm. do, and you're looking for something to do, then if it's on at your local cinema or somewhere close by, absolutely go and watch it. It's only 88 minutes long, so even if you don't like it, it's not on for that long. And I would say I only really knew maybe four songs out of, let's say, 17 or 18 that was played. Mm. Um, but it starts off with him and a guitar, and then he brings out the bass guitarist, and then the drummer comes out. But as they come out, their instruments come out with them. So he starts on a completely empty stage of just him and the guitar. And then slowly, the whole thing starts to come together. So by the sixth or seventh song, everybody and their instruments is on stage, and mm. the whole stage is set. But bloody hell, there's a keyboard player and a percussionist that will fry your brain, you know. Wow. And the sounds are brilliant. But um, there's their very, very famous song that I always want to call Home, but it's um, it's that one where he goes, Home, where I want to be, but I guess I'm already there. Oh, yes. There. Yes. Oh, my God. And the girl who normally is playing bass is on guitar, and her whole job, really, for the whole song is just to play these three notes over and over again. And I'm like, keep looking at it thinking, there's no it's way It's actually harder to do that I think than do something really complicated oh to, I, you can't, I, totally, you can't there's you nowhere can, to hide you can't drop out and nowhere it's such to hide. an important bit yeah. of the song yeah. that uh, you can't escape from it so um, this, is, this must be the place so this is it I'm going I'm to play a bit of it this is live by the way I'm here Keyboard. No, that's a a guitar. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And that's it. She does not stop doing that the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till he sings. Let me just put you a bit of There's so much going on. It's just a joy to watch as well. Lighting. Oh, Such a great singer. I was like, fuck me. I was just blown away by how good it was in this cinema. And the sound and the view and everything. I was like, wow. I never stopped listening. I've listened to it every day since it came out. It's so good. So it's called Stop Making Sense. It gets 8.7 on IMDb. It's 88 minutes long. And I think it's a 15 or maybe a 12 or something like that. But musically, it's untouchable. I just absolutely loved it. Um, That's a very good recommendation. A little bit jealous I didn't go. So um, first of all, I'm going to read a recommendation from Claire Coles. um, And she says, hey again. Um, have you seen the Instagram account Adam Richardson and that's Adam with two A's Adam Richardson he's a physio coach he's got a unique way of helping you stretch and look after your body he's cheeky and fun he's got 219,000 followers I've just had a quick look Mm -hmm. he looks absolutely fantastic if you've got any issues with mobility or you struggle with certain movements Mm. he is going to have the fix for it go and follow um, Adam Richardson, two A's on the Adam. Um, he is absolutely brilliant. Claire, thank you very much for that. Uh, one here from, uh, this is from Gary Brown. Hi, guys. Can I recommend a new book? I always like it when we get a shout out mm. from, from a guy. Gary. Yes, Gary, yeah. Uh, it's an autobiography from a Glasgow musician journalist called Billy Sloan. Billy is the Scottish John Peel and has been in the business for 40 years and has met and interviewed everybody who's anybody. The book is called One Love, One Life, and mm. it's packed full of great stories. Thanks, guys. Gary Brown. One Love, One Life could be U2's one, because that is in there. But I also think Bob Marley said One Love and One Life as well. One heart. He says, let's get together and feel one love. One life. Yeah, it might be from U2's one. And thanks, Gary Brown. That sounds brilliant. I have heard of Billy Sloan um, throughout, throughout the years, so I would mm. love to have a little look at that. Thank you very much indeed. Great. Um, this is one from um, Sandy. Um, Sandy says, so glad you're back. Me again. Thought this was so cool. Um, had to share. 
And this is, it appears, hang on, I'm going to show yeah, you. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, okay. It's called competitive sleeping and you won't believe how much the winner gets. The competition is held in Spain every year and contestants are required to fall asleep as quickly as possible. Contestants oh. are judged Don't. based on their ability to sleep as close to 20 minutes as possible. And they're also judged on their sleeping posture and snoring. The only downside is that it's held in a shopping mall, so it's not that easy to fall asleep. However, if you manage to win, you'll get $1,500. This sport is called competitive sleeping. Wow. Competitive sleeping. Wow. Do you know who'd win that? Who? Me. Yeah, you're fucking good at that. I could I'm absolutely fall asleep. This episode. I could totally do it, in but, a, even in a shopping mall. But it's as close to 20 minutes as possible. That is where I would fall down because yeah, I'd be gone for, for an hour and a half. Two hours, yeah. I, I have a 16-minute nap from time to time. I have a 16-minute alarm. Why 16 minutes? Uh, well, it was just what was on my countdown one day, and I thought, oh, I'm so tired, and I thought, and well, it's on 16 kept minutes. It at 16. And I've kept it at 16 minutes because I, I've managed to fall asleep very quickly, then I woke up, and then I felt f- amazing for the rest oh, of the really? day. And I thought, okay, maybe 16 minutes is my thing, you know. Um, well, they do say you must not sleep for more than 25 minutes. Yeah. Or... In between 25 minutes and an hour and a half, yeah. do not do that. An hour and a half to 25 minutes is very bad because then you mm. are in very deep sleep mm. and it's really yeah. bad for your circadian rhythm to wake up. But less than 25 minutes or more than an hour and a half, mm-hmm. yes. I love they. They are always telling us what to do, aren't they? They yeah. always tell us what to do, but they do know more than us. They claim to. Yeah, they do. But... They tell us that they don't know that much as well, so it drives me mad all day. Oh, I'm going mad. Um, this is from Amk70. It says, Hi, both. Just listened to another Fabs episode, Series 11, uh, Episode 3. Just found Michael's DIY joy just amazing. I randomly tell my husband, Andy Cairns, uh, about some of the things. I know Andy Cairns. Do you? Do you go to school with him? Bowshaws. No, I feel like we both know him, maybe. Anyway, um, about some of the things you discuss whilst updating him on Michael's garage cleaning, added uh, how he would love a ride on a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, well, I've still got it at the moment. Uh, Andy said, message him and tell him to contact me. He is uh, the owner and has the largest collection of ride-on lawnmowers in the UK. Therefore, he would love to work with you on this. He's Red Band uh, UK. So it's Red Red bandukcouk He loves to explore new avenues for his business. P.S. I love you. Uh, I, I love you. <laughs> Sorry. Oi. I, I love both slow <laughs> and straight. Can uh, kind regards to you, Anna Cairns. Uh, I'm going to get in touch because I'm not quite in, entirely sure what you're telling me there. But do you want, does he want to help me sell my ride on lawnmower? Perhaps that is it. Um, I will be in touch. Thanks very much indeed for that. Um, I, I'm slightly heartbroken that I'm selling that lawnmower, but it does have Aww. to go. Okay, so that's it for today. Yeah. We would just like to say thank you very much for um, listening. Yeah. And um, we're going to get some food. Yeah, let's eat. Mm. All right, uh, have a lovely weekend or a week whenever it is you're listening to this. Bye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.